Hello, welcome to the show. It's episode nine. I'm Ben Maudsley and I'm here with David Wetnall. Hello. Hello, you alright? Yes. Uh, we had a bit of a hectic day yesterday, didn't we? Oh, very, <laughs> very long day. Went up to the UK Championships in York on a bit of a road trip, um, which you can hear all about later in the show. Mm. We recorded some bits and bobs in the car and at the venue, etc. But uh, it was a good day, wasn't it? It was good. Some of the matches were quite yeah. poor quality. But we can we can talk about that later, I think. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'll just run through some of the tournaments prior to the UK Championship. Um, it was the China Championship, the Invitational, mm. and John Higgins won that, beating uh, Stuart Bingham. Won himself a cool 200 grand. Yeah, I mean, sort of found a bit of form there. He's on a bit of a run, John Higgins. Yeah. Um, I kind of thought Bingham was get, getting into a bit of form as well, but after seeing his match uh, Turns out yesterday... Rubbish. He looked like he was under more pressure than Stephen Lee's debt chair, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> he did look good yesterday against Udaloo. Yeah, he didn't. He was... Uh... Buckling at the but sides. Was, but he was quite good in that final, and uh, there was a few pictures of him getting drunk in China, so they obviously went out on the town. Who, Bingo and, and Bingo John and Higgins, yeah. yeah. Um, and we've got a little clip, they went to some karaoke this bars. Is a bit, yeah, this is a bit of an exclusive, this, yeah. for the Snooker Podcast. We've managed is, to get an audio clip. This is John uh, drunk in a karaoke bar. Yeah, it's quite something. Have a listen to this. My name is John Higgins, I'm a snooker wizard. I put balls with my magic wand. <laughs> so yeah, and then it was the champion of champions. After that, um, John Higgins getting to the final, beating Ronnie O'Sullivan. The cock. Um, now we champion. we watched this together, didn't we? Um, we did actually, yeah. And we were a bit giddy. It was a Saturday night, wasn't it? Saturday night. We were both hungover. And we'd eaten a lot of Chinese food, <laughs> and we sort of slumped back into our seats with a beer. Ooh. And we were kind of, we couldn't really concentrate on the game that much. I was in a state of mind that I like to call snooker delirium. Yeah, we were more interested in who we could spot in the crowd, weren't we? Because yeah. we thought we'd spotted Sarah Millican in a wig. <laughs> it did look a lot like her. And Dave was sort of musing on what she would, what her thoughts would be on the game. Yeah. <laughs> That's me, Sarah Millican at the snooker. I like the snooker because the balls are like balls and the, the sticks are like dicks, like willies. And uh, I like willies and cakes. And when I go to the snooker, I put a wig on so that no one knows it's me, Sarah Milliken. But it is, it's me. And I really like the table because it looks like a cake. <laughs> and balls, big red balls. And sometimes there's blue balls as well, pink. And uh, uh, red, blue... Yeah, that's it. Uh, yeah, what I didn't like about the tournament was the uh, the carpet. Yeah. <laughs> the grey sort of thick shag of it, the carpet. Yeah, it wasn't a nice carpet. And you could see the lines on it where it had been pushed in. The table had been pushed in from the side. It had four, dragged like... The, I suppose yeah, they dragged they, the legs. Well, you can't lower it in, can you? You put it in and drag it into the middle of the arena. Not the best but, colour. No, Actually, I think the, yeah. my top three colours yes. would be kind of a dark red. Yes. A dark blue, Ooh. or a kind of a charcoal grey. Yeah, well, the UK at the moment's grey, but there we yeah. go. I did like the uh, the trophy, though, and the nice bowl. Oh, yeah. I, think, I thought you could have a very decadent breakfast, like a, with your cereal. A bowl of cereal, a crystal bowl of cereal. Mm-hmm. You could use the uh, Masters trophy 
There's an ashtray. It does. Look, it looks like an ashtray, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. And then you could have one of the uh, vase-like trophies for your lager. Yeah. Oh, oh. A full English. Full English. Um, what was the tournament after that? Well, it was the Irish Open. Well, it was the Irish Open. Just brilliant, the final. Really emotional. To yeah, see, I, didn't, I didn't watch it. To see Mark King, you know, I think 25 years a pro. And it was just really emotional to see him uh, pick up the trophy. Mm. Up on all his family there. It was just one of the greatest finals of all time, I'm saying. Yeah. Just for that emotional quality, it was, yeah. just, it was just really good to see. And yeah. it went right down to the wire, didn't it? As well? Yeah, it was, it was a really good match, I think. Yeah, some great safety in there. But yeah, no, it's great. I think it's great that like someone like that who's been on the tour for years, been like a good pro. Yeah, uh, you know. And he was down to his last sort of bit, bit of money. Just to, he had to borrow to borrow yeah. the money to enter the tournament off his dad. His dad supported him for many years. Yeah. Well, he's been quite honest, hasn't he, about his uh, like his gambling addiction and like the problems that he's yeah. faced and all that. It's, it was a bit of a theme of that tournament, really. Players being quite honest about how it can be a bit of a struggle, and yeah. there's not as much money as you would imagine for the, for the lower ranked yeah. players. Um, Anthony Hamilton saying um, he'd had to borrow money um, just to enter the tournament, and obviously Mark King, we know about yeah. that. Um, but what yeah. do you think can be done though to, to sort of help out the uh, the players? And the well, Mark Allen has said on Twitter that really uh, they should get uh, sort of standard. Like a wage, say ten for entering a competition. Yeah, for each competition they'll get like a thousand pounds or whatever, right? Just to cover their costs, mm. and they would only take say a million pounds off a off, off a level. prize money. Yeah, which I mean, the prize yeah. money is say eleven million a year or something. So yeah, that might be a way to do it. Yeah, I mean, it seems fair, and I think the important thing is that everybody benefits if there's yeah. a, if there's a competitive tour. Then everybody benefits from it. So I mean, it's a massive advantage if you haven't got the financial worries. Yeah. If you're not coming into a tournament with that added pressure. Yeah, and maybe that's why we're seeing the, like the a lot of the players who've been around for years, like John Higgins, doing really well because yeah. he's just playing without less any pressure. Yeah, exactly, no pressure. Dude. And also, when you won it all, there's less pressure. Yeah, and also, I mean, well, I mean, Stephen Hendry said recently in an interview that he'd, he'd be surprised if he doesn't pick up his cue again to yeah. enter some tournament. And yeah. it's probably because he's seen the likes of Higgins. O'Sullivan, Bingham, mm. later, later on in their careers, still playing really good snooker. Yeah. Even we saw uh, Fergal, Fergal O'Brien yesterday playing really that good. That was a brilliant match yesterday. Like. Yeah. So. Yeah. I mean, that's it. with Fergal O'Brien, it's a bit of a, an aberration because he, he's, I mean, he, that's the best he's ever played in his whole yeah. career. Like. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. And it's, I suppose that's interesting. Like, uh, obviously, he's always been able to do that. He's always had yes. the ability. Um, and just to, f- like everything must have just clicked into place that mm. last night, and for that to come out, it's 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 mad. Like, and if like if he knew how to do that every time, mm-hmm. he could just do it every time. But it's well, like I mean, all psychological, isn't it? That's it. It's it's uh, you know all the professionals can do that kind of thing in mm-hmm. practices. Whether you can do it in front of the cameras, yeah, it's a whole different game, isn't it? Yeah, it becomes a psychological game rather than yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting. Um, so. Should we have a little listen to our road trip recording? Yeah. Uh, you'll have to bear with the quality of this because uh, obviously we were... F- we were halfway up the M62. Yeah, we were recording onto our phones and... Um, it's a, You know, it's an outside broadcast. Yeah. But we've got this bit, a bit in the car and a bit when we come out of the tournament. Yeah. And then we'll come back to you on the podcast in a yeah. bit. Okay, so uh, we're off now, on our way to York, Ben's got his sat-nav on, he needs that sat-nav, 
We've got a pile of snooker naffery in the back seat. <laughs> Hopefully we're going to get Dennis Taylor to sign his book. Um, Highlight his favourite passages. This is like a very poor, like, Top Gear challenge. Yeah, it's Hot like, Gear. You've got gear. Pot gear. You've just hyped up on pot gear. We've got to get to York at a certain time in a shit car. Yeah. There's if, no <clears throat> there's no race element. If this car was a snooker player, it would be Rodney Lawler. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very misty day. Fucking late. Okay. Come to school. Maybe you have chips and gravy every day. School days. Don't must look a bit. To be honest, that doesn't bother me so much as the, the amount of sweets I used to eat. Really? Like, oh, you, you wouldn't believe it, it was disgusting. Like, my mum would buy those, like, packs of, like, fun size sweets. What kind of sweets? Like, like Mars bars and. Oh, yeah. You know, you get, like, a miniature version of it. Yeah. We'd, we'd get through, like, one of them every couple of days. Like. A, a bag? Yeah. <laughs> 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 me and my brother. That's really not that bad. It's <laughs> really me and my brother would get through one fun size Mars bar every couple of days. <laughs> Keep having a little nibble, pass it on. It turns my stomach to think about it. <laughs> the excesses of them days. Oh, the glory days. <laughs> oh, mad. Do as your sat-nav says. <laughs> it's me, you sat-nav. Do as you're told. Do as I say, not as I do. So uh, we've just been caught by this woman, uh, and I've, I've driven adjacent to her in the next lane, and Dave just shouted, Use your fucking eyes! Yeah, well, she wasn't looking, she tried to see. She look. looked so scared. <laughs> he was like, point, you were pointing to your eyes. Point, use your fucking eyes, love! It's really on a fit. Yeah. But she, it was quite a dangerous manoeuvre. Well, she just didn't look at all, <laughs> and like, indicated to almost pull into the side. Really made me laugh. It was on my side as well, that's why I panicked. Oh well, she'll know for next time. I've told her. <laughs> Uh, there's a service station up here, can you pull in? I need a ding John wheat. <laughs> yeah, as long as it's not a Marco poo. <laughs> it won't be. You, knowing you, you'll be on the grabbers. Oh, I just uh, drop the grabber in here and we're a teddy bear. Oh dear. Do you remember uh, you spent all your money last time on the grabbers when we went to Sheffield? Oh yeah. You were barman <laughs> with the guy at the uh, headset. Come the, on, uh, mate, please. The, I need uh, a headset. Sock. Yeah. Can they do it for £4? Like a car boot, sir, for you. Yeah, well, you've got to haggle with these people. Spend all my money on grabbers. <laughs> Trying to get it for four quid. Yeah, he's got the authority <laughs> to give it me for cheaper. <laughs> if you don't ask, you don't get. Oh, dear. Do you remember when we were coming back from that festival in Wales that time? And uh, we were trying to find someone on the radio. <laughs> my girlfriend was flicking through and it got to Radio 4. And she went, oh, no, it's a film. <laughs> she went, did a radio play? <laughs> oh, bloody hell, it's a film. <laughs> yeah. I want some music. We still laugh about that. There's some snooker naffery in the back, some books and magazines. Are you hoping to get it signed? Yeah. Some nineties uh, books magazines. You got a hot black magazine with a big picture of John Parrot on the front. Not holding a cue, holding a rest. Obviously forgot his cue that day. Did you hear about Mark King the other day? What? Uh, he went. He got fined. Oh, yeah. uh, he got Doctor Frame because he went back into the arena after the interval. He'd left his cue behind. What a wallet! Because after winning in the yeah 
open. Yeah. It's a, I mean, it's a silly thing to do that, isn't it? Silly. Robbo's been, uh, Doctor Frames has been late, he's been late loads of times. He's been quite renowned for being a bit of a, yeah. I think that's to do with his diet, though. Because he's a vegan. I think yeah. he's often... Slow metabolism. No, I think he's often on the toilet. Uh, Possibly. The Danny. Dan the Danny! I'm the sandwich. There was something on, uh, I'm pretty sure it was on the BBC, and it was talking about how like, the diets of suka players have changed. Yeah. Uh, and obviously it was like focusing on the 70s and 80s when they all used to drink and smoke and that. Um, and then saying now there's quite a lot of snooker players are vegan. vegan. And um, they had like a dietitian on. Yeah. And um, she was saying to him about like, because the, the glycemic level of the food you eat, yeah. like, the sugars are more complex. So they break down slower. So it gives you a slower release of energy, yeah. which should help with concentration. Okay. It's like good for your brain. Because yeah. um, like sugars will give you an instant thing, but then yeah. you'll lose your concentration. So, um, she seemed to suggest that it was quite good. They all always seem to have bananas with them. Yes. Apparently, because in the final, uh, the, the, uh, the uh, Irish Open, yeah. um, I think in the, in the interval, Barry was like running out trying to find a banana. Could and like marking gave him a banana. That's very sporting, isn't it? Yeah, considering they were rivals. Could have said, no, shove it up your ass. <laughs> you can have it, but you've got to shove it up your ass. <laughs> shove it up your ass, mate. When, uh, when Barry went off to the interval, he, he, he threw two towels over each shoulder and let go for a shower. <laughs> See you later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he was in the, in the dressing room, whipping Mark King with his towel. Kingy! Squeal! Kingy! Squeal! Squeal, Kingy! Okay, we just parked up. Um, gonna make our way over to the. Um, Barbican and try and watch a bit of the Selby Daniel Wells game. So I'll speak to you after that. So uh, we just come out of the Barbican, uh, Selby versus Daniel Wells. It was a bit of a long slog, wasn't it? Oh god, um, the quality was pretty bad. Yeah, so it was 6 4 in the end. Uh, how many hours was that? Five hours or something? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I started off with the best of intentions, being like, oh, I'm really going to enjoy this. By the end, I was just wishing it for a turn. But we watched quite a bit of the Higgins. Um, knock on Sankam game which is there's some really good bits in that and it was a bit more exciting um, yeah, yeah that was that was a better game a bit, a bit, bit drained now we're going to chill out in York um, York being quite haunted see we're going to go on a little uh, ghost tour yeah we're looking for the ghost of Willie Thorne's finances <laughs> so we've uh, we've just left the Barbican on the long journey home now, Ben's driving, he's very tired. Yes. But Ben, how would you sum up your experience of uh, the well, UK Championship? We just, had, we just watched a brilliant match, uh, Fergal O'Brien beating Barry Hawkins, uh, making five centuries. It was, it was really enjoyable. In contrast to maybe the afternoon session, which was a bit of a slog. <laughs> yeah. um, also, the match we started off watching, which was uh, Bingham versus Udaloo, was a bit of a... We've left that going. <laughs> yeah. That's still going on. That'll be going on till uh, after so, midnight, I reckon. Yeah, a certainly mixed experience, but it, it was really good, yeah, really good match. Yeah. Um, Dave thinks Udaloo is the new uh, John Parrott. No, I think he's just, <laughs> he's got this, exactly the same haircut as John Parrott had in 1991 when he won the World Championship. <laughs> I think Udaloo's gone, right, that was a power haircut, I'm going to go for that. Pudding basin. Classic pudding basin, yeah. Um, you know, good luck to him. 
maybe it'll bring him some some good thought. It's easy working because I mean he's not playing well, but he's he's fought well. He was four all was Stuart Bing when we left. Also. Uh, similar to when we watched the Champion Champions final, we were more uh, into spotting people in the crowd. Yeah, various snooker players. We were we were surrounded by some some snooker names, weren't we? Yeah, we um, spotted Ryan Day was on our. Well, we, we were watching. We were quite quite close to the table with Matthew Stevens and Michael White on it. So there was quite a big Welsh contingent in watching the Welsh lads. There was uh, uh, Mark Williams was there. Ryan Day, Dominic Nadale, <laughs> he was there. Dominic's uh, on our vote. Mark Davis was there. Yeah. Uh, a couple of Chinese players behind us, we're not quite sure. Yeah, we don't know which ones, some young Chinese players. Uh, who else did we spot? Judd Trump. Well, <laughs> I, I think it was Judd Trump. It was a guy at the very back on the other side, wearing a cap. But it's quite a good game to play. Yeah. Who's who? Um, I think it was sort of Michael Giorgio as well. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. A few of us. You saw Marco Fu at the bar. And, y- and I came up the stairs behind Jan Verhaas. <laughs> so all in all, a good day. Yeah. Talent spotting. <laughs> so, long journey home now. Hope we make it in one piece. Yeah. It's dark, but at least it's not foggy. This is a strange round. Over and out. Hey, look at that registration number. Dell. Del boy. What Del boy? Grandad from uh, Only Fools and Horses. Yeah. Such a pitiable character, isn't it? Yeah. Like, he's just pathetic. Yeah, I've not watched it I for feel, a long time. I used to feel really sorry for Grandad. Yeah. I, just, I used to think, like, bloody hell, he must have had such a horrible life. Yeah. And then, do you know the episode where, like, he dies? Have you seen that one? I think so, yeah. And, uh, They've got his ashes in an urn. Oh yeah, yeah. That's really like it's really sad. I just remember thinking like this really sad poor bloke with a horrible life. Now he's dead. But then it's funny because they get sucked up by the street sweeper. <laughs> sucked off. <laughs> and then they replaced him with Uncle Alp. Join the boy! He was less less pathetic Uncle Alp because he'd had a you know, at least he'd been in the Navy and that he had a career. <coughs> Granddad. We've pulled in at services and uh, Ben is getting some diesel. He's not happy about it. He thought he could get home. But it's on the red and he's got a bit panicky now. So he's putting in ten pounds worth of diesel. See it's all the way home nicely. Service stations at night aren't healthy places. They can make you feel a little bit sick. You might think you might catch some sort of disease from the beans on toast at the buffet, dear. Well, we're actually going back to the UK Championship for the quarterfinals. Yes. So you can hear all about that in the next podcast. Um, hopefully that'll be quite exciting. Yeah, um, we're there for both sessions, so we'll see yes. all four quarterfinals played to a conclusion. Yeah. Which should be quite a day. Quite a day, yes. Yeah, so more on that 
next time. So, uh, competition time again. Um, we had one entry on the last podcast. It was our old friend, Connor Langan. <laughs> yeah, it's friend of the show, Connor Langan. He, en- he enters every week. Yeah. Um, I couldn't give him another t-shirt. but uh, You've already got one, Connor. Connor Langan! <laughs> Dave seems to think he's from Jamaica. Um, I think... I think from memory, he's from Northern Ireland. Ah, kind of langing. <laughs> well, the mother said I had to enter the competition. We didn't have much choice on the matter. She wants a podcast t-shirt for Christmas. <laughs> yeah. So if it is for your mum, Connor, uh, well, you can just buy one, the nine ninety nine. Yeah. Um, I might change it to the Connor Langan competition. The Connor Langan Memorial competition. Yeah, as no one else attended. Connor Langan! <laughs> yeah. I think we should. Well done, Connor. You've, I mean, you did get the answer right. We just Sean Murphy. It was Sean Murphy. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Well done. You yeah. can't have another T-shirt though. If you want another one, buy it. This... The mother said I had to enter a competition. Doesn't have much choice on the matter. Okay, this is the this week's quiz. If you can guess who's been interviewed, uh, you can contact us and win a T-shirt. Just use the address snookerpodcast at gmail.com or tweet us. But first time for us to come to this venue. Do you like it? Yeah, very nice. Um, hotel's good. And, and obviously the venue's just straight across from the hotel, so everything's located nice and compact and table's play good, see, so I'm yeah, enjoying it so far. Uh, the season is uh, coming to a serious stage, and uh, Shanghai Masters is uh, just around the corner in, in two weeks. Looking forward to it, yeah. I'll be going home for a week's practice up here, and... Uh, Hopefully I can have a good run over there and I'm playing some good stuff, so we're not going to play some of the time, it's going to be difficult. Um, should we do our relatively new feature, uh, Chinese Whispers? Okay. Now, it's quite difficult to find these, by the way. It's, it's quite a laborious, tedious thing because <laughs> luckily you've got a lot of time on your hands. Yeah, because you have to. You go through a lot of articles. I'm going. I'm looking through like snooker blogs, yeah. Chinese ones. I mean, that's only what you do anyway. Yeah, but I mean, reading them through Google Translate. Yeah, it's just like it's gobbledygook, and then you finally, after you know, ten articles, you might find some gold, and it's yeah. really, it's really funny. Well, we we do appreciate the effort you put so in. So this is one I found a bit about um, Stephen Lee when okay. he when he was banned for match fixing. Okay. This is a little bit of an article from a blog. So this is Chinese whispers. Do you want me to read the whole thing? Yeah. Okay. Washington Youth Daily reporter Zhang Nan, twelve years. Stephen Lee received the longest suspension ticket snooker history. Yesterday, the fat man Lee responded. I really been defeated. I do not miss anything. I was completely innocent. Stephen Lee, age 38, he lifted the day was October 2024-12 and his birthday is October 12, 1974. That is to say, the expiry of the band that day. He happened to be at least 50 years old, he said gloomily. My career is over and so I am 50 years old. Even my dad can beat me up. I asked him if he wants his wife to become a loyal fan of snooker. He shook his head. I hate snooker wife. <laughs> I hate snooker wife. I hate snooker wife. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> it's very uh, bizarre. I hate snooker wife. Does your snooker wife hate you when you're watching snooker all day? Yes. Yes. She does. She get a bit She's annoyed. not a snooker wife. I hate snooker wife. I hate snooker wife. 
Do you think many of the players have snooker wives? Yeah, we saw some at the UK Championship. We saw Dominic Dale's snooker wife. Yeah. Did we see any others, actually? Maybe not. No, I think we only saw just the one snooker wife. Oh, didn't you see Jason... Ergerson. Ergerson. Oh, yeah, with his... With his snooker wife. Yeah, walking around York. Yep. Yeah. That's it. We saw two snooker wives. Two snooker wives. That's all we need. Just a couple of snooker wives. <laughs> Should we do another one? Okay. We've got time for one more Chinese whisper. I think so. Yeah, I found this little bit. Um, and it was about um, the Canadian players in the 80s. Mm. Just found that quite funny if you can read that little clip okay. out. Okay. So the Canadian players, Cliff Thorburn and yeah, Bill Werbin. Yeah, just a brief okay. description about <laughs> Cliff Thorbunt, Canada... The only woman to win the world championship. Bill Wernicor, Canada. Much heavy drinking known to control the quiver. Match heavy drinking known. (laughs) (laughs) To control the quiver. I didn't know Cliff Thorburn was a a woman. Cliff Thorburn. Let alone the only woman to win the world championship. How funny is that? Yeah, I want, that's so weird. Mm. The only woman to win the world championship. I wonder how it's got to that. Like, yeah. It's you can tell though, like Google Translate is getting better and better, and yeah. it prompts you to give a better translation. Oh, so it says if you think yeah. this translation's bad. Yeah. So obviously, I don't want to do that. But well, you haven't got a clue what it's saying. I can almost tell, like week on week, that they get better. That, uh, that's good. Um, so I need to get in there and compile before the before, before the rug is pulled from under, mm-hmm. you, mm-hmm. as it were. But I think we've, I think we've got enough in the bank for some more oh, keep us going. future podcasts. Yeah, well, we'll use them sparingly. Yeah, we'll use them sparingly. Thanks for listening to the show. That was episode nine. If you want to get in contact, it's Twitter at Emperor of Pot or snookerpodcast at gmail.com. Thank you and goodbye. Toodaloo. Toodaloo. Toodaloo.